With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Stay a while. You can dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Stream the new Peacock original series, Heart to Heart, where the host, Kevin Hart, sits down with today's biggest celebrities for unfiltered conversations. New episodes premiering every week. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up now. By the way, take me up on this offer. It's season two of the next great podcast. We had about 1,800 entries last year, and what we're looking for is all kinds of different ideas. Doesn't necessarily have to be sports. Our winner last year was not sports-related podcast. We'll select 10 finalists. They get a budget, the opportunity to produce a pilot episode of their podcast. You have until September 17th to submit. So go to danpatrick.com, follow the link, and submit your idea. Good luck. Perhaps we'll be in business. There's only one thing worse for a college coach than being under investigation by the NCAA. And it's a lot worse. Losing. That's where Nebraska head coach Scott Frost finds himself right now. He's under investigation for improper use of consultants. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but... More importantly, the Cornhuskers dropped their season opener to Illinois on Saturday. Scott Frost's record at Nebraska is now 12-21. and 21. It wasn't that long ago that the program was a perennial contender. They haven't been to a bowl game since 2016. Everybody in college football gets invited to a bowl game. Frost came in, hot commodity, former Nebraska quarterback, Led Central Florida to an undefeated record 2017. Everybody expected big things there. Hey, we're going back to the Tom Osborne days. Frost hasn't been able to get the Cornhuskers back to the Bill Callahan days. Losing the conference opener to Illinois is a worst-case scenario. Frost called it the same movie after the game. 
Unfortunately, it doesn't like the plot is going to turn around anytime soon in Nebraska. That's one of those where you go, hey, first game college football season Saturday at noon. This will be great. We're going to rough up Illinois. Nebraska football's back. And uh, wait a minute. Illinois with the win? I tuned in. It was 9-2. to two. And I went, okay, all right, we're working things out here with the college football season. And then I go, let me turn, you know, tune back in a little bit later on. I'm back, back in. All of a sudden, the backup quarterback of little Illinois is flinging it all over the field. And uh, next thing you know, Nebraska loses its opener to Illinois. That's a tough start. That's it's about as tough as it could possibly get because. You have the stage to yourself. You know, it's this is, you know, weekend zero. And we've been desperate for any kind of football. So week zero of the college football season, and that's it. What we got out of uh, Nebraska, zero wins for them right now. Yes, Pauling. And if you're Scott Frost, you got to know, you got to win to get in trouble at the NCAA and get the hall pass. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're Urban Meyer down at Florida and the NCAA comes calling, it's fine. We're yeah. winning 11 games a year. Yeah. It's like, a, what was it, North Carolina football a few years ago getting looked at by the NCAA? you got to get to more bowl games yeah. if you're going to get busted. Yeah, if, if you're brought up on, you know, charges of impropriety, then at least you have to be good with the impropriety. Like, you know, Kansas basketball. All right, they're really good. It's when you're bad, like you can't even do it. You can't even be good enough. Like if you're going to cheat in your hemorrhage, I, I got to work on who's cheating for me here. Uh, what's the biggest thing you need to work on, coach? I got to get guys who are better at cheating because uh, I can't get any good players in here. Not, you know, above board. Yes, Eden. If he was to get fired for cheating, do they still owe him a buyout? Probably. But I, I don't know what the, you know, the uh, language would be in there where talk about a morals clause mm. or depending on what he did wrong. But, you know, they're always looking for a reason to fire you and not pay you. But and you got Trev Alberts, the uh, former Cornhusker, former NFL player, who's now the athletic director there. And ah, drama. I have his uh, buyout right now, by the way, if he was fired this year at about 15 million. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> yes, Paul. And they had to, was he at South Florida? Was it? Central Florida. He was at Central. They had to pay to get him out of there. They had to pay off the school to get his, his buyout there. So they spent a lot of them. Uh, phone calls. We'll get to those. McLevin, what's the poll question we're going with? So our one, the first one was, who should the Patriots start? Mac Jones or Cam Newton? 70% went Mac Jones. Uh-huh. The exact opposite for the Bears. 65% say Andy Dalton over Justin Fields. I think they heard what you said about not making Justin Fields sort of get killed in that first week game. Yeah, if the line isn't good, I want a quarterback who knows, get rid of the ball. You know, the, the best way to, to stop a great rush is get the ball out quickly. I mean, Russell Wilson is a magical quarterback. He's never missed a game, but he has been averaging close to 48 sacks per year. Being sacked. That's a really high number. And really, that's what started the conversation in the offseason that I had with Russ after the Super Bowl because I was saying, I mean, you're getting sacked 48 times a year. 
And then that's when he started unloading on the Seahawks that, hey, I want to have a say in this. And uh, the offensive line we have has not been up to you know standard you know, that we expect. Um, that's how it started, getting sacked. David Carr, who I think was sacked around 60 times a season, the first three seasons in the NFL. He'll join us coming up. And that's it's tricky, and I wanted to have David Carr on because you're trying to have, do I want to put the rookie quarterback in there? What's it do to your psyche when you're getting hit constantly? Yeah, Paul. David Carr's first year in Houston, 2002, he started every game as a rookie. He was sacked 76 times. Oh my God. I'm checking. I think that's still the record. He also led the league his third and fourth season with being sacked 49 times and 68 times. He should have a lawsuit on his hands. <laughs> I mean, he should, like, improper support. There's got to be a phrase. Can he, can he sue his offensive line? <laughs> or an offensive line coach. Yeah, starting there. Uh, are you going to go stay with that poll question, McLevin? Well, yeah, and until you want to get into the baseball topic du jour. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to vote for Justin Fields. What happened? I was surprised, actually. I thought everybody wanted to see Justin Fields play. I want to see him play, but I'm just telling you from my perspective what I think they should do, and that is start Andy Dalton. Um, I think Cam Newton is going to start. Would I have any problems with Mac Jones starting? No, because that's a really good offensive line. You have a system that's already in place that was there for two decades with Tom Brady. You're asking Mac Jones to play the role of Tom Brady. That doesn't mean he is Tom Brady, but you have a system in there that is tailored. That's why they drafted him. They saw Tom Brady reincarnated. Size, he's probably more athletic than Tom. But understanding the system, Belichick trusts Nick Saban, one of his good buddies. And this is, this is a guy who handled the spotlight one season, came in, distributed the football, played extremely well in big moments. I'd have no problem with that. Because I got a good offensive line. If you want to start Trey Lance, start him. You have a good offensive line. And you have weapons around him. But I think the Patriots are going to be a run-first team. And they have a couple of really good, impressive uh, young running backs there. My wide receivers aren't dangerous. Maybe we do it with the tight ends again, and then we're going to play great defense. Like that's This is Bill Belichick. I think that's what's going to happen. No matter who the quarterback is, I just think Mac Jones gives you more consistency with his throwing. Cam can still give you a home run play. That's all. Uh, The J.K. Dobbins injury. This is the Ohio State running back and uh, high hopes for him out for the year. Torn ACL. Uh, Gus Edwards, I guess, is still going to be the main guy, but I thought that getting J.K. Dobbins, I thought that was a wonderful you know, pick by the Ravens. Yeah, McLovin. There are some fantasy players out there who had him as like their eighth pick, you know, oh. just stuck. Because he averaged six yards a carry last year. He was supposed to be the number one guy. That's why you wait, right? What's your ideal time for a fantasy draft? <laughs> <laughs> you got to wait, right? Um, I would think like by the end of this week would be ideal. But when I was at ESPN, and during that last week before the you know first game in the NFL, you could go by a conference room, and you the door would be shut, and somebody was having a fantasy draft. Now, normally it looked like a sports center meeting because we'd always have a pre-show meeting, and there'd be 
15 to 20 people in there. And that's what it, it, it sounded like. But all it was was they would hold their fantasy drafts in a conference room after you know, a sports center show. Yeah, McLevin. I remember a video right when you transitioned off of ESPN. You did a video where you were heckling a fantasy draft. Yeah. That was very funny. Yeah. But you weren't heckling. You were judging everybody meanly. Yes. Yes. Oh, by the way, ESPN, I, um, I saw a couple of former ESPNers and uh, Mike Golick. And Trey Wingo went to the uh, Darius Rucker concert. I saw John Anderson, who's still there at the Mothership. Very nice conversation. Uh, Mike Jr. saw him as well. So uh, a festive night with uh, Darius Rucker. Everybody played nice. Hugs all around. A couple of pictures. And uh, I spent a lot, you know, a long time with uh, John Anderson. Uh, Packer fan. Big Packer fan. And uh, he's been... Season ticket holder, but uh, had a good conversation with him and uh, Trey Wingo, Mike Golick, talking about what Golick's going to do, his future. So everybody played nice. Yes, Todd? Did you get an opportunity to go on stage, play the no. bongo drums or anything? No, no, no. They had a, um, some kind of uh, police barricade there that wouldn't allow me to go on stage. Plus the bodyguard buddy, <laughs> Darius's bodyguard buddy, was right there in front of like right in front of me just to make sure I couldn't get on stage. <laughs> and Buddy slowed down a little bit, had hip replacement surgery. Like, if I needed to get by him, I probably could. But I thought, all right, I get the message. You're not going on stage tonight. And I only play the big venues now. When I played the Garden with uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, like, after that, I don't need to play anymore. Like, I played the Garden. I mean, if, if, if they would get back together and play Wembley, I'd play Wembley. I mean, like Hollywood Bowl, maybe? Yeah. Consider that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But Red I, Rocks. Yeah. And Simsbury was a, a you know nice venue, but it's Simsbury. It's not the Garden. I only play the big venues when I go on stage. Yeah, Paul. Does Darius say, good evening, Simsbury? Good evening, Connecticut? What's the, what's the move there? I, I didn't, he didn't good evening anybody. Yeah. He just came out and started singing. Yeah. Yeah, see came out and started bringing the rock. Yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. Uh, let's see. A couple of phone calls here. Uh, Al in Atlanta. Hi, Al. What's on your mind today? Hey, Al. All right. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, got a best and worst. The best, even though you're trying to take the luster out of it, is Illinois' 30-22 to 22 victory over <laughs> Nebraska. Great way to uh, start the football season. And my worst is having to carry through out my shower of shame punishment. I come inside, get all nice and cleaned up, only to find out my camera operator recorded it in portrait mode, so I had to go out and do it all over again. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Make sure you share that video with us. I don't even know what our shower of shame was for Al. I think Mario writes all of these things down. At least he's supposed to. Oh, Paulie's got a trivia question for me. Fritzy. Oh, these are mock headlines, Fritzy. I went mock headlines today. Oh, mixed oh, it up a little bit. What would I prefer, Paulie's trivia question or Fritzy's? You're probably one? much better off with the trivia question. Mock headlines have to do with Bryson DeChambeau oh, losing a six-round oh, playoff to oh, Patrick Cantley. Oh. All right, let's do that. Let's do mock headlines. Then we'll ask the trivia question, and then we'll talk to uh, David Carr, of the NFL Network, coming up. All right, the mock headlines are as follows. What a putz. BMW, actually BML. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> what a great start. It's like a little Caroline's issue. Bryson Caves, which you wouldn't get unless you know that they played at like Caves Valley Golf Clubs. So that's a little tricky. God. Bryson Caves. I kept thinking he had it. <laughs> I can't lay believe that happened. Okay, Patrick can't lay got the win. Patrick walking on sunshine. That made sense when I first wrote it. Now I'm not sure what that means. I don't know what it means. Patrick walking on sunshine. Okay. I don't even know why I wrote that. Okay. There's got to be a reason for that. Less bicep curls, more putting practice. Just some advice for the big guy. That doesn't feel like a mock headline. Just more of like an opinion piece. Yeah, yeah. Advice. <laughs> it's, it's not how long you can drive it. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what I got for you. Can I stick to limericks? Is that what we're saying? Man, we're, we're starting our Monday like that. What is Patrick walking on Sunday? Yes, McLovin. I was a little thrown off by Todd pushing that golf tournament all weekend. We got like oh 14 BMW updates. What was going on? That was a little puzzling. Life. It was. I, I know. And then he gave me a list of 15 people to have on. It and, was incredible. And I go, no. It was really exciting. I started watching it. I know it 16, was. I know. And I, I couldn't I, believe how he kept missing these putts. I know. But but I'm, it, this didn't. This. It was interesting. But I don't think America's talking about this. I just this. thought it was very compelling. It was that Little League World Series and meaningless preseason games. And that went on and on and on. And I just thought for someone that's not that into golf, I just thought that was extremely compelling stuff. It, it, it was, but I don't think America woke up today going, man, oh, man, let's talk about that. Now, I would have Bryson DeChambeau on, but, I mean, that's it. I, it's not like you go, oh, my God, did you – all it is is it you win and then you get everybody gets to go into the next tournament. But it affects it affected the FedEx standings. Oh, the, you don't who, need, know a damn thing about the all FedEx I know is standings. That he could have been in first place, but now he's in third place. And instead of starting ten under, he's like you eight can't under. even order FedEx. Like you don't even know how to <laughs> do it. I don't know it. how that works. I should have gone with the trivia question. <laughs> I told you. I know. I know. All right, let me take a break. Uh, we'll get to more phone calls coming up. Paulie's got a great trivia question. Hey, don't don't tell me. No, it's it's great. It it yes, I I think it is. It'll be very entertaining. Have that for you. Seventeen after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. As we get older, you need to perform, and you want to keep up with the younger guys. M Drive, the everyday supplement for driven guys who refuse to let age beat them, and uh, uh, M Drive's clinically tested ingredients. Support healthy testosterone levels while helping maintain lean muscle, giving you the energy you need to fight back against aging every single day. This is how you do it. Go to mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. And uh, this month only, take 20% off your first order. Use the promo code DAN. Free shipping. 60-day money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose. mdrivedan.com. Or you can find mdrive at Rite Aid, uh, Vitamin Shop, Join a community of driven guys like me and refuse to let age slow them down. Visit mdrivedan.com. Get more energy, lean muscle, healthy tea support your body needs. Take 20% off that order with your promo code DAN. Age is inevitable, but slowing down doesn't have to be. MDrive will help you perform. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com today. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe... 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I saw this headline and I wanted to scream. Josh Allen delivers an MVP-worthy performance in preseason debut. MVP-worthy. Now it's starting in preseason. We can't stop. It's going gonna, it's gonna to start coming out of the womb, you know? Could be an MVP one day. Let's have the uh, power rankings for quarterbacks here. All right, give us the trivia question, and then we'll get to uh, David Carr. Okay, uh, basically the history of the NFL... Uh, there have been three quarterbacks all time that have started at least 100 games and never had a losing season as a starter. 
They start at least 100 games for a franchise and never had a losing season. There's three all-time. Here's a hint. Two are active. One's mostly from the 70s. All right. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson Jr. the third. Russell Wilson is correct. He is one of them. 144 starts. Never had a losing season. Also never missed a game. Aaron Rodgers had a losing season? I think he had a 7-9 and nine year. I got to double check the okay. year. Okay. All right. And then somebody out of the 70s. And, and one more active. Uh, right. McClubbin, yes. Well, when did, my first guess was Tom Brady, but did he his second year, did he have a losing year? I can't remember. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did have a losing year his first year as a starter and also in 2018, 6-9-1. Mm. Mm. Is Tom Brady on that uh, list? Tom Brady is the second one. Right. There's one more. He didn't start a, a truckload of games because of uh, a prior commitment. Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach, Dan. I knew you'd get that. Mm. Roger Staubach, 110 starts with the Cowboys. Never had a losing season. All right, I'll get to your phone calls coming up. Let's bring in David Carr, NFL Network analyst, former NFL quarterback. Is uh, he joining us, uh, Fritzy? David's all set. David is there. David, thanks for joining us. Um, let me start with this whole philosophy of there. rookie quarterbacks. And let's put in somebody who has athleticism if we don't have a good offensive line. I'm looking at the numbers that you suffered through when you first came into the league. You had athleticism, probably didn't have a good offensive line. What does that do for your confidence level? I'm torn, man, because I see, I see like, for instance, Justin Fields in Chicago, right? We talked about, and I kind of heard your intro with Josh Allen and getting the MVP chance, and Andy Dalton on the other end getting booed off the field before he even throws his first pass. So it's like you're either, either the MVP or the worst in the league, and I'm like <laughs> – do we want to put Justin Fields behind the Chicago Bears offensive line that I've watched for the last three weeks? Absolutely not. And just because I've been in that situation before, yeah, Justin, okay, you have to ask yourself a question if you're a Bears fan. Justin Fields, in this day and age, has the opportunity to play quarterback for you guys for the next 15 years, right? So do you want to risk that by throwing him into a situation where, yes, athletically he can survive the situation, but he's already shown – the ability, and honestly, to, de- to his default is going to be to move. It's always going to be to move and, and make a play with his legs because he's always been able to do that. So he's going to revert back to that when situations suck. And it, mm. with the Chicago Bears, the way that they're set up right now, he's not going to develop into the passer that he maybe could be if he's out there developing really bad habits. And I know because I've done it. And, and I was in that situation where, you know, you're, you're in the quarterback room, and the quarterback coach is saying, hey, you just got just to buy some time right here. Just, just trust the receivers. Let their routes develop. I break the meeting. I walk down the hallway. The offensive line coach grabs me, puts his arm around me, says, Dave, we've got to find a way to get the ball out of our hand faster. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm 21 years old. Who do I listen to? <laughs> you know. So that's, like, that's the situation Justin's going to be in is the offensive, line's coach, offensive line coach is going to say, hey, let's get the ball out of our hands. Let's find a way to run, get out of there. And, and Matt Nagy and those guys are going to be trying to get him to develop into the passer that they want him to be. Now, you can, you can kind of do both. Russell Wilson um, and Justin have very similar traits. When I watched Russell play early on, they couldn't keep him off the field. Remember Matt? I think Matt Flynn was there. Russell went in. He made plays dynamically with his legs. And he was able to kind of develop into that passer 
as he was working through running with the ball and being smart and sliding and taking care of his body. Now he's, I mean, he's a rare breed. That guy's a tremendous talent, you know, and, and Justin is also, but Russell was able to work through that and become the pastor that he is now still with the threat to run. So it's just, man, the odds aren't in your favor if you just throw a guy out there and try to have him just survive because you're not very good. I just, I'm not for it. I'd love to see Justin play for a long time and have great success you know, playing quarterback and then using his legs when he has to, um, not because he's just absolutely in an emergency situation every time. Yeah, and you're going to revert back to what you do well, and that is that you want to be athletic and make a play, extend a play, whereas Mac Jones is behind an offensive line that's really good and will be protected better. Trey Lance will be behind a better offensive line. He'll be better protected. Um, I think that's the difference here is Justin Fields – if he was with the Patriots or with the Niners, then you could say, hey, you don't have to try to make a play. You know, you know yep. We'll pick, and pick our spots. We'll have design running plays. But trying to handicap this in, with uh, it's different quarterbacks, different situations. It's not this blanket. Yeah. you got to throw the rookie out there and, and let him play. Like Zach Wilson, oh, sure. I, I don't know what – I mean, I would be nervous if I'm a Jets fan that Zach Wilson – is going out there. We don't have a legitimate backup. Our offensive line has not been good, and I'm sending the kid out there into battle. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think the man. Every situation is different, and like for Zach Wilson, you know what I've seen in the preseason has been fantastic. The guy's been great on the money downs. Like I don't care really what you do on first and second down. That's easy. You know that's what you should be able to do, and that's a lot of it's on your offensive coordinator. And they've done a good job um, in New York, just what I've seen so far in the, in the first couple of weeks. But what he's been great on is in third down, standing in the pocket, making throws to Corey Davis, um, utilizing his, his arm strength to just kind of whip the ball to the sideline just effortlessly off of plays that are kind of broken. <clears throat> so I see all the ability there for Zach Wilson, no question about it. I think to, to your point, the only thing that I could say is that offensive scheme is going to be such where they're going to utilize – you know, it's it's just like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. These guys are going to move the pocket a lot. So it's not necessarily a situation that I see in Chicago where Chicago doesn't really – they're not really that good at it. Like Matt Nagy should be, you know, being in the chief system and having that ability. But his offense has always left me like, man, where's this dynamic ability at um, to, to create offense for your quarterback? And I haven't seen that. I, I think I have seen that so far with what they're going to do with the Jets. So I, I feel a little bit better about that situation. Um not great, but I, I feel a little bit better about it because when they do t- ask him to take shots down the field or hold the ball, it's going to be where he's on the move and he can kind of protect himself. And and to your point, they, they don't have anybody else. Like they don't. I I just don't see like. I mean, bring a veteran in. Like have him yeah. have him be able to watch a kid. You know, watch a guy go through it for the first couple of weeks. You know, that would be a lot better situation in my opinion. But. Schematically, I feel better about the Jets situation than I do about Chicago. He's David Carr. You can follow NFL Network analyst David Carr on Twitter at dcar8. What's the meanest thing you've said about your brother's performance? <laughs> I'm old school, man. So, like, well, I try to. I try to. He, he has to be smart. You got to be smart as a quarterback. And for me, I, I used to lift with the offensive linemen. I used to want to run over everybody. I used to want to play the game physical just for the respect of my teammates. You know, that was it. And for Derek, he is he is so tapped in. Like, he's at another level as far as understanding where to go with football, how to find a completion instantly. And Gruden preaches it nonstop. Like, 
completions, completions, completions. This guy just sent me, I mean, this is probably not, doesn't need to be public knowledge, but he completed 95% of his passes in team drills through training camp. 95%. And Peyton Manning needs to talk about Peyton would complete like 85%. And Gruden challenged him with that. And he sent me a text yesterday that said 95%. So the guy is like, he's going to find a completion and John's going to preach that. And I, I, I wish that they would allow him to push the ball down the field a little bit more. And it's not, it's not really Derek. It's just John's scheme. You know, they're going to just find a way to get the ball in their playmakers' hands. And they're, they're top 10. They're going to be top 10 this year. They're, they're wildly efficient. But he's always had the ability to understand coverage, diagnose it, and, and take advantage and take chunks out of guys, you know, and, and opponents. Since but when are you ripping him? Old. When are you ripping him, David? I don't, I mean, I don't really rip him because I, at this point, he plays fantastic football. I mean, he's not going to be, he's not going to do these crazy dynamic things like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, just, you know, running backwards, throwing these crazy, he's going to be very clean. He thinks Peyton Manning's the greatest quarterback of all time. He tries to emulate that guy. You know, he's going to run when he has to, but he understands that his uh, mental ability to understand and break down coverage and, and throw the football accurately is more important. So, I wish I could see a little bit more, like, just kind of loose, dynamic play from him because I know he's a great athlete. You know, that's just me as a brother kind of wanting to be able to do that because he's a better athlete than me, and I wish I could use his ability. But he's going to play the way he plays, and he plays, he plays fine for John, and they play great. So it's hard to nitpick, man. He doesn't, he doesn't turn the football over. He doesn't, he doesn't make any negative plays. I mean, the, really the only thing that I, that I can say is I wish that we could push the ball down the field a little bit more. You know, but it's, I mean, they, they do. It's just, that's just me. Eli Manning was on a podcast with LeVar Arrington, and he was talking about how, you know, Jordan Love, is he the answer? And Eli said to LeVar Arrington, uh, that's kind of me reading between the lines. If I think he was the answer, or if ownership thought he was the answer, Rodgers would be gone. Rodgers probably knows that he's not the answer also, so he could kind of play that hand a little bit. Quarterbacks know if a quarterback can play, right? Yeah. 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 And almost instantly. Almost yeah. instantly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I have to believe Aaron Rodgers knew the Packers weren't comfortable turning over the keys to this, you know, NFC title team to Jordan yeah. Love. They just didn't know. Therefore, Rodgers had the ultimate bargaining power and probably still does, though, David, because he's yeah. probably saying Jordan Love's not the answer without coming out and saying it. What do you think of what Eli is alluding to? Well, you know, you can watch. I, my boys make fun of me all the time. I got 21, 18, 16. We watch football games, and I'll watch a guy for two plays and say, no, he's not it. A high school <laughs> kid or college kid. I'm like, that's not it. Right? And they're like, no, come on. I'll give him a chance. And he's, he's a you know, five-star recruit. He's going to go. I'm like, I don't think he's not it. Right? He, maybe he will be, but not right now. Right? So it's exactly right. That's it. Aaron has – Aaron has all the power now. Jordan Love has been in my backyard, 100 feet from where I am right now, working out with me. I've known him forever. He's from this area, from Bakersfield, California. Went to Liberty High School. I've known him since he was, yeah, a little kid. And I love Jordan. But Jordan's not Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers knows that he's not Aaron Rodgers. And so I have all the pull, and I can, I can run this thing. And is Jordan going to be a fine player someday? Can he be a starting quarterback? Absolutely. We've watched him play in the preseason. He's he even looks the part. He's kind of developed some of Aaron's mannerisms. I love quarterbacks that are in the same room, kind of watch each other. They kind of look the same, you know. They, and they all emulate the starting quarterback. And but should another team should another team have taken Jordan Love? Well, I mean, that's 
yeah, I don't think the Packers should have. And that's just crazy because you're 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 sitting on the uh, on the cusp of going to a Super Bowl. You're you're right there on the doorstep, and your decision is uh, another quarterback. I mean, it just makes zero sense to me. Just zero sense. So yeah, another team should have taken Jordan when the Packers took Jordan. Everyone here is excited, and I'm sitting there like, why, why would they do that? This is just going to be a disaster. Like it's going to be he's not going to play. Aaron's going to be upset. It's just going to be a bad situation. Go get another guy to help you win a Super Bowl. Try to get over the hump and beat the 49ers and and get to the get to the big the big game. You know, so yeah, they shouldn't have taken him. They did, and that's where they're at. So it's it's their mess. They got to clean it up. Aaron's Aaron's in the driver's seat. He goes out there. He's going to. Probably be pushing to be MVP again because their offense is great. You got Devontae Adams; they're going to run the ball well. Matt Lafleur is a genius, and they'll be they'll be fine. You know, the defense will play a little bit better. Um, but yeah, they they're just that's the situation they made. You know, now now you got to live with it. Which quarterback would you want this year, Justin Herbert or Matthew Stafford? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I get nervous about the Chargers, not just because I, I don't say this, just because they're in the AFC West and I want them to be terrible and let my <laughs> let my Raiders win. But I get nervous about them just because of Joe Lombardi. And I'm not saying that he's a bad coordinator, but he had a chance in Detroit and wasn't great. He went back to New Orleans, and he, I mean, Sean Payton's brilliant in New Orleans, but let's not give everybody credit that comes from New Orleans that they're going to be great. So I get, I'm a little hesitant there, but he's a tremendous talent. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm a big fan of, of Matt Stafford. I always have been. I always put him in my top ten list. Everybody always gives me crap for it. Just because he plays for Detroit. I mean, the guy's tough. He wants to play in big games. He's got all the ability to do it. I love him with the Rams. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be right there, man. They're going to be in the championship game. You can almost pencil them in for that. You know, just you look at talent on the defensive side, what they have on offense. I'm not saying that you don't you don't want to take away anything away from Jared Goff. That's the other thing that I I mean Jared Goff got you to the Super Bowl. He played good football. He's one of the better intermediate passers in the league. The thing that they needed to do internally, they looked at when they got in trouble, when when his system runs into a trouble, Sean McVay, it's when you get extra pressure and you're not able to beat it with some smoke and mirrors, with these jet sweeps, with just getting the ball out quick to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, with not being able to beat it with play action. When you have to stand in the pocket, make reads and decisions, and you have extra defenders coming at you, and you have to, you have to be accurate, quick, throw from different angles, and beat that pressure with, a, with great quarterback play from the pocket. That was where Jared struggled, and they, they solved that big time because Matt Stafford is one of the best I've ever been around at doing that exact thing. And they pinpointed that. They said, we need that. I don't care if we've been to the Super Bowl. We're going to make our team better. And the Rams, to their credit, they've always made those moves. You know, go get Jalen Ramsey when we're struggling in the secondary. Go, you know, do what you got to do to get a player that's going to take you to the next level. And I think they've done that with Matt. It's just a matter of can they kind of bring it all together, still be that same consistent offense. But but when they come down to it and they got to throw the ball and they're in the pocket, he's one of the best in the league now. And so you're not – you're not working at a disadvantage in that situation anymore. He's going to excel. Great to talk to you as always, David. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we hope to catch up with you during the season. You too, buddy. Good talking to you. That's David Carr, NFL Network analyst, former NFL quarterback. What would you say, 78 times he was sacked one season? Yeah, he has the two of the three most sacked seasons in NFL history. Can you guess the other guy who's second? Randall Cunningham. That is correct. And Randall Cunningham played half as many games to be sacked 70 times as David Carr. David Carr played 16 games and 72 sacks. I think uh, Randall Cunningham played like nine games to be sacked 70 times. 
Uh, a couple of phone calls. Kevin in North Carolina. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. 6-2 and a Portly 215. Um, last week, you made the comment about the Foo Fighters not being a rock and roll band. I usually agree with you on most stuff. I am missed on this one. David Grohl is the most talented musician on the planet today. And as without, like, I don't even understand it. And where are you at on Cage the Elephant? And why does it bother me that Cantley did not mention Debo on his post, um, his victory with NBC? That really bothered me. Thanks. All right. Uh, I, I didn't say the Foo Fighters weren't a rock band. I just said I didn't think they were Hall of Famers. But they, obviously, they're, Dave Grohl is very talented. It's just not my kind of music. That's all. That's not my lane. <laughs> yeah. That, I just, Foo Fighters is great. If, if you love Foo Fighters, Goo Goo Dolls or whatever it might be, like, okay. Like, everything doesn't have to be, I'm so angry. I can't believe what you said. Like, there's so many things to be angry about. If I don't think the Foo Fighters are a Hall of Fame band, like, it's okay. Yes, Paulie. But people can't be objective about this. Like, if I said to you, Dan, uh, Led Zeppelin sucks, I'm factually wrong, aren't I? Yeah. It's not even an opinion. Yeah. Like, you can't even entertain the fact that one of, one of your favorite bands of all time might not play with another person. I like Led Zeppelin. But, but if just... you said Zeppelin's not as good as the Rolling Stones, okay, we, we can have a discussion about that. Well, what if I said, I've listened to a lot of Led Zeppelin. I don't get what the big deal is. It's not really that great. That that's, would be tough. But that's fine. Like, if, if that's, you're telling me about your music. It's like when McLovin criticizes the Beatles, then I realize that he's the one flawed, not the Beatles. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I view it. Like I feel, I feel sorry for McLovin that he he doesn't get it. If you don't like Springsteen, it's okay. You're flawed. You're flawed, Todd. I'm flawed. Yeah, because you don't you don't like Springsteen. You don't get Springsteen. I like parts of some of his songs. I don't get the whole. I've seen the boss seven hundred and twelve times with the Grateful Dead, or like you know, crazy amount of times seeing. Them I'm not concert. a Grateful Dead fan, but I I appreciate those who love a band that much. Just not, you know, Jerry Garcia's wonderful musicians in there. It's just not my cup of tea. Yes, he. Yeah, it's kind of the fish thing. Yeah. People love fish. It's not. Yeah, I never got it. Trey Anastasio, very nice guy. We had him in studio in New York, and I, I enjoyed the conversation. It's just, that's not my, my gig. I don't, I don't like a jam band. Yeah. Like, wait, are they on to another song? Yes, McLovin. No, a 17-minute guitar solo is objectively wrong. That's fact. That is just not acceptable. Yeah. Even, look, John Bonham had dazed and confused, and he, he had like a 20-minute drum solo. But every song's not a 20-minute drum solo. No, that's true. That is true. That's, that's the difference. By the way, uh, Goo Goo Dolls are a sneaky great band. Yeah, I'm just they saying. They really are. Are they a Hall of Fame I band? Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if they are either, but they have some really great songs. Yes. And so do the Foo Fighters. And and so does Green Day. It's just not my cup of tea. Foo Fighters have one great song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me take a break here. We'll come back, more phone calls. And uh, at the top of the hour, is it okay to boo your own players? Is it okay for a player to give a gesture to the fans, hometown fans? We'll... Uh, We'll open up that box, top of the hour, back after this. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. More phone calls as well. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Todd, I'll start with you. Best and worst of the weekend. I actually went worst and worst off of college football. My worst, the UConn Huskies took week zero, quite literally, sadly, as they depart Fresno State, 45-0 loss to the Bulldogs. Worster. In keeping with the Week Zero theme, sadly, it's spilled into the final week of NFL preseason games. Green Bay puts up zero against the Bills, 19-0, and the Chargers get a goose egg in Seattle, 27-0 Seahawks. Thank you, Todd. McLovin. Best, I'm already putting him in number one on my preseason MVP rankings. Josh Allen, I know you didn't like that caller, but oh my God. 20 for 26, 194 yards, two touchdowns. I think his MVP odds came down after that game. He's like, he's third behind Mahomes and Rodgers. It's on. Okay. And then my other best, <laughs> the Josh Rosen comeback tour is in full effect. We stomped. Of course he did fall. He looked, um, I couldn't believe it. I was stop. like, wow, that's a first stop. round talent. Stop it. Stop. Comeback. I think he earned a chance to be a third stringer somewhere in the NFL, which is a comeback for What him. do you appreciate more? That he's Jewish? Or Jewish that- or that he played well. If his last name was... Flanagan. Josh Flanagan? Yeah. <laughs> the Irish rifle? Josh John, Flanagan? <laughs> Johnny Johnny Flanagan. Um, you wouldn't care about it. No, I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, you're probably right. But Josh Rosen actually looked pretty good last night, which was... Stop. Uh, you, you don't think that this is interesting that he might get a chance to make a team? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. He's just such a fascinating dude. He was like, "Yes, he is." That it's a fast, it's a thirty for thirty story waiting to happen. And you know what was actually Collinsworth said last night? He's like, "The reason he's not on a team is he's not a smart quarterback," which is funny because his reputation at UCLA was he was too smart for his own good. Wait, what's that mean? You're not doesn't process. You oh, know, wow. like that. Yeah, Collinsworth. It went viral last night. People were like, "Whoa, Collinsworth just called Rosen not smart." That is a heavy comment. Yeah, it, was it doesn't a- process. Now, I had heard about a quarterback, and this is from a scout, saying he can't turn on his blink- blinkers. And I said, what does that mean? And he said that when he gets to the line of scrimmage, he doesn't process it in real time. That means putting you on your left blinker that you know where you're going to go. And he said getting to the line of scrimmage, he doesn't, he doesn't put on his blinkers quick enough. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, is there a different kind of like book smart and football smart where it's got to be something totally different, right? Um, well, I think being book smart, playbook smart, then you get to the line of scrimmage and you're able to process it a little quicker, I guess. Seton O'Connor, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my best of the weekend. Messi make his debut. Oh! Uh, what was actually so amusing about it is he, like, you see him check in, right? He checks in for Neymar, so they hug, and you're like, oh, that's a, you're a little bummed that they're not going to play the first game. He was like a fish out of water. Or you could just read in his facial expressions, like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> At least that's my interpretation of it. He might have been very happy, but it just looked so odd. Uh, my worst of the weekend is uh, Jake Paul continuing to win fights. Oh, my God. That's unfortunate. 
Yeah, it is, because you keep saying, all right, can somebody just shut him can up? somebody just beat the crap out of this dude already? And he keeps winning. Yeah. Damn it. Well, he has to keep finding fighters that he's a better boxer than. And he's a better boxer than Woodley, who's an MMA guy. You know, if, if this was MMA, then it would be different. It's like if, if Conor McGregor was, you know, fighting Floyd Mayweather and it was MMA, he'd kill him. Conor McGregor would kill Floyd Mayweather, but that's not the sport. Jake Paul knows his limitations. Yeah, Paul. I was going to say this, but I've been thinking about this for a while. Any chance these fights are fixed? Any chance this is a completely uh, scripted show to get uh, money? Because they're raking it in. Well, boxing's been fixed before. Yeah, and this isn't even real boxing. It's not like the, there's a belt for title. This is WWE. Man. Feels like it. All right, final hour coming up. Talk about the Mets situation that is getting ugly. One more item as we close out hour two. Summer is coming to an end, and it's an important time that everybody gets plenty of sleep. Even more important for your kids going back to school. Some tips for you parents. Keep the rooms cool somewhere between 65, 68 degrees. Maybe use a fan or white noise machine. And uh, you can always talk to Todd Fritz about his Denver Broncos because that's a bedtime story that will put you to bed quickly. Not everybody's lucky to have Todd in their lives to bore them into a deep sleep. Thankfully, you can turn to Sleep Number. It's a great time to discover the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Now, the biggest sale of the year. All beds on sale. Save 50% on new limited edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. And make sure you tell them we sent you. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. 
Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.